You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day Wednesday, the best day of the week. Before we begin, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button so you can get access to episodes like this one as soon as they're released. we got some massive interview episodes dropping very soon that I know you're going to love, so stay tuned for those. Also, a big shout out and thank you if you've left a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, especially if you've left a review on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more likely it'll be that the show reaches someone who badly needs it. So thank you for bringing more people into the Win The Day movement. All right, let's get into today's mini-sode. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest things that holds people back, and that's negative thought, which generally leads to negative self-talk. Now, I haven't really spoken about this much publicly, but negative self-talk has been something that I struggled with so much. Someone recently asked me if I ever went through it, and I said that I had, and they just assumed it was like 10 or 20 years ago. But no, up until about a year ago, it was something that I really, really struggled with until I made a conscious effort to be able to overcome it. So what I wanted to do in this episode was share a few of the steps that you can take if it's something that you struggle with on negative self-talk and negative thoughts so you can harness more of that positive energy. And just there's there's something that's so much more enjoyable and satisfying when you go through life and you don't say those really harsh things to yourself. Like me, perhaps you're one of those people who is very kind to everyone else, but very harsh on yourself. And I realized when I reached that point, that something had to change. Even my wife sometimes would hear the things that I would mutter under my breath. And she was astounded at how kind I could be to other people and how harsh and negative I was on myself. And it really can get you down and impact your performance. So what I wanted to do here is make your life better as a result of alleviating that self-talk and share a seven-point plan to blast those negative thoughts for you once and for all. Before we get into that, let's look at the most common examples of this negative energy and how that manifest. So there's a few different types of this. The first one is personalizing. So personalizing, what that means is that we blame ourselves for things that are not our fault. An example of that is, I knew I would mess it up. It's all my fault. And perhaps you might feel this and hear this in your own exact words as I'm going through these things. So that's personalizing. Next is catastrophizing. That's where we imagine the worst case scenario and assume it will happen. For example, if I fail this exam, I'll never get into university. The next is overgeneralizing. That's where we make sweeping negative conclusions based on one or two instances. For example, I always mess things up. I can't do anything right. That is one of the most popular. Next is filtering. That's when we focus only on the negative aspects of a situation. And in doing so, we completely ignore the positive. For example, I was successful in my job interview, but I still made some mistakes. I'm such a failure. Next is mind reading. That's where you assume that you know what others are thinking or feeling, usually assuming they think negatively of you. For example, I can tell my boss hates me. She never gives me any positive feedback. Then there's labeling, and that's where we assign negative labels to yourself or others based on one negative behavior or event. For example, I yelled at my friend once, and now I'm a terrible person. And finally, it's discounting the positives. That's where you dismiss or minimize positive experiences or achievements that you've had. And an example of that would be, I got the job, but it was probably just because they couldn't find 
anyone better. Now, while they're the most common, the ones that used to impact me the most were just general overreactions to basic things, like an extremely harsh and negative thought when I would make a tiny mistake for something completely inconsequential, like unpacking the dishwasher. I found for me that that was when it would really bring out my worst and also creating content. I mean, back in the day when I was recording video content, doing a lot of solo episodes, that was really difficult. I had uh, very much a sailor's mouth when you would hear the sounds that were coming out of uh, the studio where I was recording. So it's really great now that I've been able to all but completely alleviate that negative self-talk. So let's now look at the seven steps that you can use to overcome it. Many of these are what actually helped me do it. The first one is awareness. Like with anything, awareness is always the best place to begin because once we can identify what's wrong or what trajectory we're on or where we're at, we can start to do something about it. So the first step is to be aware of what you're saying to yourself and how those negative thoughts and that negative self-talk are altering your emotions and how that makes you feel in the present. So that's awareness. The second thing is pinpoint. Pinpoint is where we identify the negative energy where it's coming from. Perhaps it's anxiety you have from something that happened in your past, maybe from an action that you took or didn't take, or perhaps it's a fear you have over something that hasn't even happened yet, something from the future. Perhaps you've been avoiding self-care, especially sleep, and that that has contributed to you not feeling well, which brings in that irritability. After all, perhaps those negative thoughts that you've been having and that negative self-talk aren't even grounded in reality. And when we're aware of what we're saying and can pinpoint where they come from, it gives us a great foundation for the next one, number three, which is reframe. I talk about reframing all the time. What we mean by that is simply we take a negative situation and we reframe it into something positive by identifying the gift. We focus on the good of the situation. It's a hard thing to do in the present, but finding the gift in adversity is one of the best habits you can develop. So we've got awareness, pinpoint, reframe. Next is to distance your identity from the talk, the negative energy that you've been having. There's a book that I love that I read last year called The Untethered Soul. And in that book, the author Michael Singer says, the commotion the mind makes about life is usually meaningless. I read that and I was like, whoa, that really spoke to me. And then Michael Singer then went on to recommend that people make that voice, that negative talk that they're having that disrupts our day. You make that voice come from a person who sits on the outside. So you create an actual character, someone else who goes through life with you. But very importantly, you make that person your best friend. The way that's been helpful for me is that before bed, in particular, I will farewell my friend because I created that character, the one who wants to keep talking and stimulates those thoughts in my brain, even though it's bedtime and I know I need to go to sleep. So I actually watch my friend, the character that I created, who I even named, I actually watch him walk away. And that whole process happens without me saying a word out loud. It's all done in my mind. So don't carry the burden of linking your identity with where that negative chatter is coming from. Because if you do that, you wrap it up into being a piece of you and you feel stuck in the mud when that happens. Instead, distance your identity from the talk, the negative energy that you have got. That's number four. Next is to replay the situation more positively. If you think back to episode 47, that was the episode where I interviewed a very good friend of mine, NFL kicker Nick Lowry from the Kansas City Chiefs, who when he retired was the most accurate kicker in NFL history. 
Now, the kicker in the NFL has a horrible job. They're often in isolation, and they're only called upon to win the game in the final moments. Of course, they do a few field goals and things in the interim, but predominantly their role is to come on the field in the final moments of the game to either win or lose the game. And they're expected to make every single kick that they line up for. If they make the kick, they're a hero. If they miss it, they bear all the blame for the team losing the game. So in an important game, Nick Lowry was brought on for a 45-yard field goal attempt in the dying moments, which he missed. The other team were offside, so there was a penalty. So he got another shot from the 40-yard line, which missed again. And then in overtime, so of course the game went to overtime since it was tied when Nick missed both of those kicks. In overtime, he missed a difficult 48-yard kick. And granted, the game was being played in some horrible weather conditions, but it was one of his worst ever kicking attempts. And aside from feeling horrible in the present and immediately after the game and waking up the next day, Nick opened his local newspaper to see a half-page spread that had a picture of him, his head, on a spring in a clown box. So Nick was being portrayed as the clown from his hometown newspaper. He'd gone from hero to zero real fast and become a laughing stock. Not only that, he constantly replayed that game in his head with memories that haunted him. And if you've had something happen in your life that caused you a great deal of pain, trauma, or frustration, you will know exactly what that's like to have a negative moment constantly replayed through your head. However, he sat down with Tony Robbins one day, and Tony Robbins taught him that we can replay the track that we keep playing in our heads, no matter how significant or painful it feels. So Tony Robbins asked Nick to visualize the moment, then instructed him to get the most ridiculous sound in his head. And Nick obliged and imagined the Looney Tunes theme song playing in his head. And while that song was playing in Nick's head, Tony asked him to play the memory backwards. So from just after missing the goalpost, not before he took the kick, to start the memory from just after he had done the kick all the way back to lining up to take the kick in the first place while that funny, that crazy, (laughs) hilarious music was playing in his mind. And to do that over and over and over again to interrupt the memory. After Nick did that exercise over and over again, he then kicked with an incredible 86% accuracy for the rest of his career. And that was the moment when he missed those goals that could have ruined him forever. But he turned that horrible moment into his greatest strength and he left the NFL as the most accurate kicker in NFL history and the highest point scorer for the Kansas City Chiefs of all time. So if you've got a specific moment that haunts you, replay it more positively. It doesn't mean you condone what happened. It just means you're at peace with it and are focused on the future. So some of the things that I've done when I had that negative self-talk, I would actually put on the Ace Ventura voice, Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura, and it just made the situation just comedic rather than something that was really important and frustrating. So that's number five. I know that was a lengthy one, but I just wanted to introduce that to you because it is a really significant thing you can do. That's to replay the situation more positively. Next is number six, and that's meditate. Now, I'm someone who has hated meditation. I hate the idea of it. I don't like sitting still. I always have these thoughts in my head. But I started doing Ziva meditation for the focus of removing this negative self-talk. It was almost a challenge for me. I didn't like any of the apps that you could download on your phone. I love the idea of Ziva because she said that Emily Fletcher, the founder, said that you actually embrace the thoughts that come into your mind rather than resisting them because thoughts are like your heart beating. There's nothing really that you can do to stop it. And if you try and stop those thoughts from entering your mind, 
it's going to leave you in a world of frustration and you're going to get really annoyed and, and down on yourself, which is going to contribute to your negative self-talk. So instead, we don't resist those thoughts. We just see them passing in front of our eyes like a bird just flying gently over the horizon. And what I did to make sure I was consistent with the meditation, I bought a a thing called a 100 board off Amazon. That's where you've got a list of 10 rows. So it's numbered one to 100 from uh, 10 different rows. And every single day I did a meditation, I drew an X over that number until I got to about 70 consecutive meditations. And I realized that I had completely alleviated my negative self-talk. I couldn't believe it. It's one of the most profound things that's ever happened in my life. And I got the idea of that from Jerry Seinfeld, who recognized that to be successful in comedy, he needed to write comedy every single day, but he was resistant to doing it. So he set up a 100 board and would draw an X every single time that he wrote his comedy. So that's number six, meditate. And the final one is get professional help. You know, I'm not a psychologist. There are mental health professionals out there, people like Dr. Mark Goulson, who we've had on the show who are phenomenal with this. If there's something that is really painful for you, that's something that's really, really holding you back and very, very significant for you, please go and get professional help. It's not weak to speak, as they say. In fact, I think it's extremely brave to be able to put your hand out, put your hand up rather to your loved ones or to a mental health professional to be able to get that help so you can be at your best every single day. So there are those seven things to help you overcome negative self-talk. Like anything that you try for the first time, overcoming negative thoughts is a process. It's going to require practice and persistence, but with the right mindset and using the techniques that we've got from here, you can learn to overcome negative thoughts and have a much healthier relationship with yourself. Your life will change significantly as a result. That's all for this episode. Remember to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let me know what your biggest takeaway was. That's all from me. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, let's blast those negative thoughts onwards and upwards always. 